This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, I'm Rocky Kanaka, and this is an animal saved my life. I'm really excited about today's episode because we're going to be doing things a little bit different and we're interviewing someone who I think is really awesome, (laughs) Uh, myself. Uh, And we're going to do something a little different and unique today. I've got Hannah, my producer here, and Hannah is usually the one helping put these stories together. So excited to have her interview me today and put me in the hot seat. So uh, without further ado, Hannah Harris-Green is going to lead the podcast today. Hi, Rocky. Hey. <laughs> um, okay, so I'll get back into your backstory uh, a little more after this, but do you want to just talk about why we're interviewing you right now? Yeah, so, uh, you know, when we first started talking about this podcast with the Dodo, um, I thought it was really unique and interesting because animals are such a big part of our life and they save people uh, literally and figuratively. That's why, of course, it's called An Animal Saved My Life. And uh, I was thinking about it and uh, we were going back and forth on kind of uh, how we would do this and how we would approach this. And what happened next was something that I just, I never would have imagined in my entire life. I think it was the next day that we all agreed to do that. It actually happened in my life. I had a stroke and uh, my dog saved my life. I haven't talked about it before. It's still fairly raw. Um, and so I'm here today with my wonderful wife, Kelly. Kelly has been with me through a lot of this, right? The bakeries, um, all of us adopting these dogs, making these YouTube videos. So one, she is, uh, not only the love of my life, but she is a great partner. And I think that's really important in a relationship. Um, and then also she lets me do this crazy stuff. <laughs> I think a lot of a lot of significant others would say, "Go get a job, man." Like, <laughs> so um, yeah, no, I think you are definitely the one that has the crazy ideas, and then I'm usually going, "Okay, gosh, how are we going to do this?" <laughs> <laughs> or no, we're not going to do. Yeah, this. Like, I don't think this is possible. <laughs> so let's think of something else. <laughs> yeah. If you look at Rocky's Instagram, you can tell that his home is filled with dogs. Some of the dogs are family members. Others just need help and are passing through. So our family life right now is uh, my wife, Kelly, and we have a dog named Flip. He's a rescue boxer. He came from Marley's Mutts. I'll tell you more about him in a little bit. And then we have Zoe. She's a little uh, mutt mix, uh, terrier, Maltese, Maltese something. something. Yeah. And um, we, we bring dogs in. We find dogs that we can help. Most of the time nowadays we're fostering. Mm. Oh, one more thing. And our family is uh, about to have, uh, we're about to have a two-legged child, a real, like a human child. <laughs> so <Yep. laughs> yeah, we just recently announced that we're having a baby. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. It's kind of funny that I have to, I, at first when I was telling people we're going to have a baby, they're like, oh, what, what rescue? <laughs> no, no, no. So I have to, yes, I have to stipulate that it is a human child on its way uh, that will be involved in dog rescue. 
Do you remember your first experience with an animal or a pet? Like, what's your earliest memory of animals? You know, so I was lucky that I have always been with animals. Uh, my mom was a very animal-focused person, and I don't, I don't know if it was. I think it was a combination of a couple of things. One, um, that's just she was just she's just a caring, loving, giving person. Um, but also, we uh, grew up very poor, so we didn't have much at all. And but we always had a dog, and it's like for me that was really important because always having that in our lives, I think, was something that really meant a lot. And the neat thing about mom too is she was rescuing dogs. We were picking up stray animals. This is this was before that was anyone would ever think about doing that. It, at the time, people thought, well, those dogs are they're not as good. I need a full breed dog. And it was well before adoption has really started to go mainstream. Thank goodness in a lot of areas. I had, I had no idea that it was a big deal that my mom would basically take any dog, stray dog off the street. <laughs> and then, then we would try to go find the home and hope that it didn't have a home so we could keep the animal. And, it, you know, it was almost to the point where if an animal would wander up, we'd be like, sweet, we have a dog. <laughs> you know, and so uh, so I, I didn't realize what mom was doing at the time. And I thank her for that. And it's not easy, especially it's another mouth to feed. And so it was probably pretty expensive. But um she never hemmed and hawed about it. We just did it. Um, where did you grow up? So I was born and raised in Hawaii. Um, but the really unique experience I had was I went from Hawaii. Uh, here I was an island boy, and, and we didn't have much, but we had the ocean, and we had dogs, and we had family, to Missouri, where we still didn't have much. And so what happened is we were working on farms. So we were living on these farms to work to cover the bills and, and to be helping hands. And so... It was neat to go from an island life that is completely different from a farm life, but still having pets involved the whole time. And so Rocky grew up intuitively loving and understanding animals. So um, all I've ever known my whole life are pets, Um, mainly dogs. I love cats. <laughs> uh, I haven't spent as much time with cats. Um, uh, but yeah, I've, I've just always had dogs in my life. They've just always been my best friend. They, I've learned so much from them. I've been intrigued by them. So, and it's always, it, it's most always been a dog that is in need or is astray or needs to be rescued or has behavioral issues or something along those lines where I can add value. Was there a point in your life where you were like, I want pets to be my job like I'm gonna make that happen <laughs> <laughs> when I grow up um no and I think that's why I'm so excited about podcasts like this and and things that uh that I'm doing and my wife and I are doing with pets because I had no idea when I got into this that so many kids would message me and and uh email have their parents email saying hey this is what I want to do, or hey, my son or daughter, they want to do this, so thank you for showing us you can. Because now you, that that's legit. You can go, hey, one day when I grow up, I want to help dogs or cats or animals, and there are jobs for that. And so it's neat to know that that's actually a possibility now. I didn't as a kid. I I didn't know it existed. But as you all know. Rocky did figure out how to make pets part of his mission and his livelihood. In addition to this podcast, he has his own YouTube channel with a show about dogs, and he bakes animal treats for the dog bakery, all with his wife Kelly alongside him. 
When we get back from the break, Rocky meets Flip, the dog who would do more for him than he could ever imagine. Tell me about Flip. How did you first meet Flip? I met him at Marley's Mutt's dog rescue. I was out at Marley's Mutt's. You'll remember that we heard about Marley's Mutt's in episode six. It's the rescue that Zach Scow founded after his pit bull Marley saved him from the throes of addiction. I just lived to find the value in the throwaways. Zach and Rocky are good friends. We had put together a donation for Marley's Mutt's of product. And so we were out there delivering this donation. It was Kelly and myself and, um, and Zach, the founder of Marley's Mutt's. And so we'd, we'd say hi to all the dogs. And I mean, that's one of the best parts, right? If you're, if you're going to rescues and making donations and stuff, you get to spend time with these dogs. You get to be like the cool uncle for a little bit, you know, and hang out with really awesome dogs. And, but there was this one dog that kept following us, following us around that was really different and unique because a lot of dogs follow you around when you're in their environment. But this dog just kept face planting. And it was, it was a puppy. It was like four months old, maybe. Maybe it looked even a little younger. Just kept just like awkwardly face planting at random times. It was like it was it was uh, funny and also sad because you could tell something was wrong with this dog. So what happened is that this little boxer at the time, this boxer was probably I don't know. I mean, he was malnourished and we don't even know for certain that he was four months. I think we're going based off kind of size and teeth, but he could have even been six months. But just because he was so. You know, yeah. Boxers are when they're they're kind of uh, like if you think of an English bulldog that just has the flappy, loose skin, especially when they're puppies. He almost looked like that. I always say he looks like he was wearing his dad's suit because you could tell he was malnourished. His skin was kind of saggy, and he, he didn't fit into his own body. And so, um, what had happened is he would, I guess, a breeder had him. They didn't bob his tail right, so I guess it didn't happen right or whatever. Any anyway, he was left in his kennel, and so he had never walked. And so his paws had atrophied. And so what that means um, is it's almost like if, you, if you're looking at your wrist, if it was fused together so you couldn't bend your hand up and down. Yeah, so when you're a dog and you're walking, that, that's really important. Like imagine if your feet, if you're like a ballerina pointed at all times. And so he would have to flip his paws up. And, uh, and, and so it was cute. But oh, yeah, it was just... It was just heartbreaking. But that's where my dog's name Flip comes from because he would have to flip his paws up. Well, and just the muscles. Like if you're not ever walking or moving, then you don't have the muscle strength to adequately support yourself while you're walking. Um, Like if you were bedridden, then all of a sudden you were to get up and, you know, walk a mile, like your legs would be terribly sore, even though that's not actually that far of a distance. So just building those muscles back up. But he eventually grew out of it. So now he has no problems walking and running and being a normal goofy dog and he wouldn't stop following us and i just looked at kelly and i'm like let's adopt him yeah (laughs) but it wasn't smooth sailing just yet the night rocky and kelly took flip home he got sick they rushed him to the emergency vet and he tested positive for distemper a virus that attacks vulnerable puppies and rescues puppies like flip I have a I have a picture of him that is just heartbreaking where he's on the vet table. Again, he looks like he's in his dad's suit. His skin's just sagging, his head's down, and just those big boxer eyes just like held me, you know, and and uh and there's just nothing we could do. We had to we had to hook him up on on life support essentially. And I remember coming in the next day 
And, um, and the vet just said, you know, let's give it one more day. So we gave it a day. So I came back again the next day. Mind you, this is thousands of dollars every day because it's full service. Like they don't know if they can bring it back. I'm like, whatever, just do it. I'm putting this on a credit card. I'm like, I don't care. And, um, and then the next day I came back, the vet's like, Hey, we need to have a conversation about, you know, kind of what end of life looks like here. And I was like, okay, okay. But tomorrow. And she's like, okay, I just, you know, it's expensive. And, you know, I want you to just consider. And I said, let me tomorrow. <laughs> and so, um, so we came back in the next day, just prepared for the worst and, uh, and, and to make that call. And, uh, the vet said, uh, Hey, come back here. And so we went and looked at him and his little head popped up and he was showing signs of getting better. And so we just sat there with him for an hour and just kind of helped him hold his head up. Uh, and yeah, he was just happy to see us and his little goofy boxer tail. that's like a little stump, you know, like a, I'd almost say it's like a little pinky finger just wiggling back and forth. <laughs> and it's the first time we'd ever seen it. What was it like after that when you took him home again from the hospital? Well, so after that, it was it was kind of getting to know this little dude that still was struggling to walk, had just been through this near-death experience. Boxers are, in general, are known for very high energy, lots of play, goofy dogs. Um, uh, and Flip was kind of the opposite of all of that. He was very docile. Um, he he was still goofy. Uh, is still goofy. I don't know if it was because of what he went through or that was just his personality that he's just always been such a good high energy, but he shelves it and lets me lead. But it's been really neat just seeing him blossom, but at not at a high energy um, kind of aggressive rate. He's always been He's he's always looked to me to lead. Yeah, he's definitely in tune with your emotions. So, like, even if we're at home on you know on a call and you're just getting excited, he starts getting excited because he can sense that and he can feel it, and it's a good temperature check because we start you know we're in a conversation, we're getting excited, or we're getting a little too upset about something, then we look at him and he's going, "What's wrong? Should I be upset? Should I be worried?" And yeah. we're like, "Okay, we need to we need to tone this down a little bit." So he's oh, a he, good. He gets worried. You can see yeah. the worry in his eyes. He he. He makes just goofy sounds like, like and just start, you know, just like a horse, like start getting really upset if you start getting really upset. Um, but Flip, man, he is definitely the most emotional in tune dog I've, I've ever had. After the break, find out just how in tune Flip is with Rocky when Rocky finds himself in a life threatening situation. Do you want to get to the day of the stroke? Like yeah. How, so how did that day start? What were you doing? It started like a normal day, just like anything. You know, I, I bounce up pretty early and I'm a morning person, so I have energy. I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll. Did some exercise, jumped in the shower and uh, maybe 7 a.m. And uh, I'm getting dressed and we live in Venice, California. So uh, homes and apartments are typically smaller there. <laughs> so uh, my closet is kind of in the living room. Like we have cabinets built in there. So I, I put some clothes on and all of a sudden this, it's kind of like, uh, if you were to go through your day and you realize it's, it's maybe one o'clock and you haven't eaten anything and you're like, Oh man, I've 
I'm really dizzy or lightheaded. I, I should eat something. Like, oh, this does not feel good. And then, and then it'll usually pass or you'll eat something. So it started out like that. But then it started getting a little worse. And I was like, okay. And I, I'm very food motivated. I am probably like a dog where, <laughs> where food is really important to me. So right away I thought, okay, I'm, I'm really hungry. And then things started getting a little, a little heavier, almost, almost the point where, yeah, I think if you think about your leg falling asleep, that feeling, but usually you get up and that happens. If you're up and that starts happening, you go, oh, something's wrong here. Now for everyone listening, I am in my thirties. Um, I'm not, you know, the perfection of fitness, but I'm, I'm fit. I eat healthy. Uh, I, I love exercise. I went to the doctor two weeks before to get my first physical ever outside of like, maybe I think like high school or something, everything came back with flying colors. So yeah, it started getting really heavy to the point where I I said at seven in the morning and Kelly is in the kitchen. You couldn't see me from if you're in the kitchen. And, uh, I said, I think you were making coffee or something. Yeah, I was, um, my brother was on his way over and I was actually, about ready to leave to go to uh, a workout class. And so I was quickly making breakfast for Rocky and my brother that I was just going to leave on the stove and then run out, you know, two minutes later. Just a note here, Kelly and her brother had just lost their other brother a few months before. It had been a challenging few months at this point for the Kanaka family. And then this scary thing happened to Rocky. So I said, hey, I think I think something's wrong. I'm thinking like, I'm going to be like, I better eat something or like you might, you know, tell someone I got a headache or something like that. Nothing, you know, old man. Maybe that's what you thought you said, but I'm pretty sure the first thing I heard was call 911. So you're in the kitchen making breakfast. And when did you first realize that something was going on wrong? So the the first thing that I remember is Rocky. um, I hear him from the other side and I can't see him say something's wrong call 911 and maybe he had said something before that that I just don't <laughs> remember um but I remember just coming out and going what's wrong like you know thinking okay he just got out of the shower maybe he was overheating um uh we were filming the day before all day so maybe um he was dehydrated and just all these things of you know it's just maybe wasn't taking good care of himself. At that point, I wasn't concerned, but also knew that like Rocky's a pretty rational guy. Like he doesn't just say call 911 ever for that matter. You know, like I don't think I've ever heard him say that. Then as soon as I said that, everything started to get really bad and my body started to feel like bricks. And, and I was like, okay, I'm thinking to myself, you know, this is, this is a blood sugar thing. I've, maybe I'm, I'm, this is onset diabetes or something, something is happening that's never happened before. And so I better, I better go sit down and I'll calm down. I'll have Kelly come out and help me and, and we'll get this figured out. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm usually pretty calm in these sort of situations. And so I kind of went to sit down and as soon as I sat down, so, so Kelly's still in the kitchen. I hear Flip just come barreling out me and and he just jams his nose into my knee, which would hurt him. Uh, didn't hurt my knee, but hurt him. I was like, ah, that's weird. And he just starts doing it again. And he starts dancing. So his little paws, you can hear his paws on our wood floors. There, there, he's tap, we call it tap dancing. He does this when he's hungry or when he's having fun or excited. 
because of how in tune he is with me, I wasn't going, hey, where's your toy? Or let's go for a walk. And so he shouldn't be that excited. And he just keeps jamming his nose into my knee. And he starts making these dinosaur sounds he makes where he's like, he just starts crying and screaming. And so right away, it told told me that something was wrong. And my reaction was, I hadn't visually seen him yet. So I come out from the kitchen and I'm like, what's wrong? I can't just call 911 and say help like I have to give them some sort of context as to what's going on and and, and almost um, kind of like it it's weird right almost like yeah. well, hold on hold on yeah <laughs> like let's simmer down here like <laughs> let, 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 why don't we get you like a, an energy bar or something yeah and, but it was I think flip telling us right away when Kelly came out and she saw me now at this point I'm still I'm my I'm not showing signs of something being wrong other than I'm like you know, like there's, there's fear on my face and flip is just throwing a fit. And so then you called 911. Yeah. Well, um, the scary part was that I couldn't get through to 911. So I had probably called four or five times and kept getting a recording. And so then <laughs> I love Los Angeles. Yeah, man. It's like, if this is an emergency, hang up and call 911. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like this I'm is an emergency. Um, and so I'm obviously trying to stay calm and still at this point, don't really fully understand like what he's going through and what he's feeling, but just, you know, see that our dogs are sitting on the, him and flip Sebastian his little nose and his, knee and I'm like also still trying to pull them away but they just keep immediately coming back to him because they don't want to leave his side but because her brother had just passed um, I knew that she was looking at me going I just lost my brother I'm going to lose my husband and so I was going okay I got to stay awake I got to if I can just not pass out then I know I'm still alive and so you know I I definitely said, I remember I definitely like squeezed out and I love you Yeah. in case it was the last one. Because yep. at this point I thought that this is it. Like th- this is unnatural. We don't know what it is, but it's not anything. Like I didn't even, I didn't even think stroke because you don't, when you're 30 years old, it's not something you're thinking about. Well, and at some point his face was starting to droop. And then that's when like it really settled in that like this, you know, I didn't think stroke at the time, even though I knew that was a sign of a stroke, but I was going, oh, like this is very serious. And, um, and what was going through your head? Like, what were you afraid was going to happen? Um, you know, Rocky said his goodbyes. Like, he said, I love you. And, um, you know, like, thank you. And it was, it's really hard. Like, it, it's really hard to say, like, goodbyes if it's going to be your final moments. And, like, I wanted to stop and just hold him and hug him and tell him it was going to be okay. But I was like, I had to figure it out. I had to, you know, like his life was in my hands. And um, so uh, I don't even think I said I love you back. <laughs> um, you, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was just still kind of like in shock going, I got, I got to figure this out. I, I don't, I don't know. And it's definitely surreal to like think back to that time like in detail that that very well could have been the last time and what's even crazier is that at that point I was pregnant and didn't know it just the what if start racing through your your brain of all this stuff and the one thing I did is I just I knew that I had to fight to just stay alive and I I was just tensing up so hard 
like someone was just going to punch me in the stomach and, and my neck muscles hurt. And, but whatever it was, even if I couldn't function, I was, I was bound and determined to stay awake. Um, I don't know why, like, I don't, I don't even know if that's recommended now, (laughs) but that's all I could think of at the time because I had to live because I had to live for Kelly and I had to live for Flip. And so, yeah, I just, I just fought as hard as I could. And, uh, and then that's all I, that's all I remember from there other than, than the firefighters showing up. Someone finally picked up at the end of the umpteenth 911 call and the paramedics arrived. They rushed Rocky to the hospital and determined that he'd had a stroke. He got the care he needed to get through it, and he underwent a heart procedure to prevent it from ever happening again. How do you think that situation would have gone down if Flip hadn't been there? I think I would have tough guided it through. And I think I would never would have gone to the hospital. I think I, I, I'm strong and I fight through uh, adversity and those sort of things. And if I'm sick, I still go to work. And like, um, you know, so, so I think I would have just fought through it. I never would have gone. And, um, and there was major damage. Like I had no clue just how... For, for weeks I struggled and had I have not had the seriousness of Flip sh- telling me like, this, hey, we this is an emergency, something is wrong, then I probably would have just tried to fight through it and things would have gone really wrong in the next 24 to 48 hours. Well, and then not only that, but, uh, you know, had Flip not told us that it was that serious, had I not been home, had you just been on your own, I don't know that you would have necessarily gone to the hospital because he might have just thought, well, oh, that was weird. Yeah. Meh, and, you know? And if, well, it, it was, yeah. The thing is, if you wouldn't have been there, I wouldn't probably wouldn't have fought so hard to stay awake. I probably wouldn't, oh, I, I should go to sleep. And that would have been the enemy, most likely. Yeah. And, and so the power of dogs just both in saving us, but then also the fact that I can still lean on Flip when I need help, um, Yeah, it's pretty amazing. If Flip could understand everything you say, what would you say to him? Oh, gosh, my gut reaction is just to say, I love you. But I think, you know, he's so in tune with us that he already knows that. So, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Rocky? Uh, I knew this question was coming, too, and I'm still tearing (laughs) up. Um, I I think that I would tell Flip, just thank you for being my best friend. And I've had, I've been so close to dogs and animals my whole life. I've never had a dog like Flip and I've never had a friend like Flip. The fact that he so unconditionally loves me and would, would do anything for me just makes me so grateful. And I don't know, I'm going to, I'll try every day to give back to him what he's given to me. And I don't think I'll even come close. So I would just tell him, thank you. And I love you. And um, I hope you never leave. Um, and what what would he say back to each of you? Well, depending on the time of day, he'd be like, uh, "Dinner coming anytime soon." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a manipulator with food. Um, you know, Flip is so loving and so generous that he, he he's like. Even after the stroke, I didn't realize that he, what he had done. It took me a few weeks to just sit down and go, my goodness, like, unbelievable. You saved my life. Like, and, and I think that 
he is that friend. If you've ever been lucky enough to have that friend in your, in your life where they do something for you, they, they, you know, when you're, you can't pay your rent one month and you go, Oh, I'm going to get evicted or, or you're in the hospital and there's no one else that answers your call, but this friend does. And then when you go to thank that friend and you go, you know, you don't understand this meant the world to me. And they go, no, no sweat anytime. And you're like, no, no, but, but I'm serious. Like you have to know how important you are to me. And they're like, yeah, I get it. I get it. No problem. I'll, you need me again. Just let me know. And, and that's kind of flip, right? If, if I were to, if, if he could comprehend me saying, Hey, thank you. You saved my life. He'd be like, well, yeah, duh. <laughs> which is just, uh, yeah, I love him. I'll tell you like in the, in kind of the, when we make these videos and we help these rescues and shelters and, and these animals, um, we've always done it with passion, but when, when something happens in your life and, um, and it confirms that you're on the right path and you're doing the right thing, it's like the whole time this ambulance is, is going, all, all I could think about was I'm so glad I'm alive because this point now I'm alive. And as I'm in that ambulance, the the crazy thing was, you know, the days, the weeks, the months before it was, it was, okay, I need to get this project done, or we need to uh, save money to accomplish that budget, or um, man, we should move here, or um, the car's getting a little old, we should try to get this car. And the only thing in the ambulance that I was thinking uh, on with that whole ride was just, I am so lucky. I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing in my life with the people that I love most and I'm right where I should be. So should I make it through this, which at this point I'm assuming I'm going to, um, I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing. And that's a really neat feeling to have. And I don't think, I don't think that comes around a lot in life. I think we're all searching for that. And so I'm very grateful to love and be loved by Kelly and my dogs and to be doing what I'm doing with my life and helping others. That's what's important. You know, at the end of the day, it's, it's the people in your life that matter and the animals in your life and that's and helping others. And that's what life is about. It's really that simple. I am Rocky Kanaka and an animal saved my life. Oh, that felt good. <laughs> You're listening to an animal saved my life. I'm Hannah Harris-Green. I was your guest host this week, and I produced the show. I'm going to hand it back over to Rocky. Thank you so much for listening to An Animal Saved My Life. This is actually the end of season one. So if you like the show, please leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe to An Animal Saved My Life so you'll know when or if the second season is here. I really love binging podcast seasons. And the great news is you can do that with An Animal Saved My Life. So go now, download all those episodes, because I think you're really going to enjoy this season. And a special thanks to our production team, who includes Hannah Harris-Green, David Zwick, Brett Kushner, Emily Feld, Paulina Velasco, Jesse Stanford, Mangesh Hatakudor, and Katie Brink. If you're hungry for more animal stories, you can check out The Dodo, or find me, Rocky Kanaka, anywhere on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you're at. And last but not least, hopefully you enjoyed this podcast as much as we did, and you take the time to thank the animals around you. Because not only are they amazing and they add so much to our life, but they just may save your life one day. I'm Rocky Kanaka, and thank you for listening to An Animal Save My Life.